Welcome back to the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. For a special episode, we have a very interesting guest, that being Mike Oak, the general manager of the reigning OHL champions, Peterborough Peets. We'll get to him in just a moment. Now, if you're a Habs fan, I think this episode is going to be pretty interesting because, as you know, prospect Owen Beck plays for the Peets, so we'll get to talking about that as well. So let's get started. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. As always, I'm your host, producer Shane, joined by the magnificent Grant McHagg. And why don't we bring him along, general manager of the Peterborough Peets of the OHL, Mr. Mike Oak. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us, Mike. No problem. Great to be with you today, guys. Hey, Mike. Right on. Right on. So, Grant, uh, I know you have some burning questions on the tip of your tongue. So uh, why don't you uh, start us off here? Well, first of all, I got a you know, hearty congratulations for winning the... Uh the OHL title last year. That was uh, fantastic. It, it was, uh, to put it mildly, I guess, a bit of a surprise given how how strong Ottawa looked last year. But uh, you guys just came together in the playoffs and um, maybe just talk a little bit about how it, uh, how it all unfolded for you. Well, it might have been a surprise to people outside of Peterborough and outside of our, our team, but it certainly wasn't a surprise to us. You know, we yeah. knew that we had a solid core. Uh, we knew we had uh, the opportunity to add some pieces along the way. And uh, after the trade deadline, you know, we knew it was just a matter of giving everybody the opportunity to get acclimated to Peterborough, acclimated to our systems, and that, uh, you know, we felt real strongly that, that we would be a team that would contend for the title and, and knew that in order to do that, we were going to have to beat some pretty good hockey teams in the Sudbury Wolves, in the Ottawa 67s, and then North Bay and London in the OHL championship. Um, and, you know, not unlike the the year that we were, you know, shut down because of COVID in, in 2019-20, um, it appeared that we were going to be on a collision course with Ottawa that year as well. And, and uh, both ourselves and Ottawa over the past number of years have had you know, some pretty good teams, some good success. And, and uh, you know, I think we've, you know, come to enjoy a, a real uh, strong rivalry. Oh, that, that rivalry goes back to my early days of watching the OHA um, back when Bobby Smith and the boys uh, were playing for the 67s and uh, lost a couple of times to, to the Peterborough Peets in the playoffs. And it was a bit of an upset that year too. So, uh I know full well what uh, all about the rivalry. It used to be uh, probably the best one in the OHA. Yeah, you know what? We certainly are uh, our rivals are, are probably our biggest rivalry, and and some would say it might be the biggest rivalry in all of hockey. Is is Peterborough and Oshawa? You know, only being you know forty five minutes up the road, and and so many different uh, talented players uh, over the years come up through each of the teams' organizations, but. Uh, over the past couple of years, you know, we've definitely built a pretty strong rivalry with the folks down in Ottawa. It's a, uh, they say it's a bit of a thin line between success and failure sometimes. And I mean, you went out on a limb, you traded, uh, 
You traded Nick Lardis at the trade deadline. And if I'm not mistaken, he had the second most goals other than uh, Connor Bedard after he changed teams uh, among all junior players. Um, you didn't really improve in the standings. You ended up uh, with a pretty tough first round matchup with uh, Sudbury. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, you put your you put your job on the line, I think, really. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it paid off. But there must have been going into that series. Like, uh, were you thinking if we don't if we don't win this series, I, I better update my resume or what? Well, you know what? Um, the one thing you have to know about working in hockey is you, you need to keep your resume updated almost on a on a daily or weekly basis because you never know what to expect. But, you know, we, we felt so strongly about our group. And when we were, you know, having the discussions uh, and meetings and deliberations uh, right out of training camp about some of the players that we wanted to target and, and potentially add to our group, um, you know, we knew that in order to do that, we were likely going to have to give up some good players. Um, you know, when you give up young, talented players like Nick Lardis, you know that, hey, uh, it might uh, it's going to help us here and now. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to miss them, you know, in the in the coming seasons. But you only have a short window in, in junior hockey to to really take a run at it. We felt our best window uh, was last year. And with the, the number of uh, quality veterans we had, uh, some of the other younger players that we knew would be able to help support last year's group and at the same time get an opportunity to step up into bigger roles this year. Uh, you know, despite not wanting to move a player uh, like Nick Lardis or Jack Van Volsen or any of the other players that we had to move along with a number of draft picks, we just felt that the opportunity for us to to win a championship and, and, and put ourselves in a position, there's no guarantee um, and uh, that we had to take that chance. And, and, you know, you mentioned about Sudbury. I think it was, you know, potentially uh, a, a team that, you know, maybe we didn't match up with well and, and whatnot, but our players came together. Uh, it was, you know, despite being a, a, a four-game sweep, it was a, a real hard-fought uh, series. And uh, certainly I think that, helped prepare us for, uh, you know, the upcoming series that we faced against Ottawa, North Bay, and, and eventually London. The, um, what do you think of uh, the Dvorsky news today? I got London, or Sudbury is going to be pretty tough this year, I think. Yeah, you know what? I think, um, you know, if I was to be honest, I think it looks like they've kind of, you know, modeled some of the things that we did uh, <laughs> leading yeah. up to, to our 2022-23 uh, season. It looks like they've, tried to build their team kind of similar to us and, and uh, certainly adding a player of his quality is, is going to substantially uh, help them in their quest to, to win a championship. Uh, again, it's early. Uh, lots of things have to go your way. Uh, you need a little bit of luck. There's no doubt about that as well. Uh, but certainly when you are able to add uh, a quality player like that, um, it's a no brainer. Uh, they're going to be put in a spot where they're going to have to move out a quality player. Um, and I know that they'll uh, they'll take their time and they'll make the decisions that they feel is in the best interest of the Wolves. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. I still I still got a couple more here, and then we'll let you. <laughs> I could talk to him all day. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Uh, now, two years ago, you you moved Mason McTavish at the deadline, and then the next year you win the championship. Like, 
typically when you make when you make a move like that because you get a lot of draft picks and, and stuff it's a couple of years before you're contending but you you were able to to turn it around in one year um i've noticed in recent years teams that are you know it, like mississauga was in the middle of the playoff race last year and they made the decision to move uh you know their big guns della bella blues um uh owen beck and uh the defenseman uh uh i don't know what your plan is and i'm sure you're not going to reveal you know exactly or whatever but if you're not a top four team going into the playoffs at the trade deadline are you going to consider maybe moving some like uh how do you go about that do you, how do you you know make that judgment call like well let's say you're second place it's going to be tough it wouldn't make sense for you to turn around and, and trade back at, at the deadline no matter what kind of package you get back yeah you know what i think every you know constantly that's the job of the general manager and in, in consultation with the coaching staff and and other people in the hockey operations you're constantly evaluating you know your individual players and, and collectively your team to see where you're at um and and then as you move forward uh you know each and every day you, you take a look and say hey if if uh if, if we can add this guy, you know, maybe it's going to make us a little stronger. If, if maybe if, you know, we move this guy and, and acquire this other younger player, maybe it's going to help us uh, have more of an opportunity, you know, down the road. And, and again, I go back to the 2019, 2020 season. Uh, we felt we had built a real strong team. Uh, we felt we were just hitting our stride, heading into the playoffs. Uh, we felt we were strong up, up the middle, uh, strong in, uh, on defense and then and in goal we had hunter jones and and we felt really confident about that group and and unfortunately we didn't get to see it through and then as you mentioned uh, the next year we didn't play and then the following year um you know we just we came to the the resolution that uh, hey you know what it doesn't look like this is going to necessarily be our year we had a player like mason mctavish that was highly sought after uh, we just felt that if we could make a move that would help us in the in the following year that made more sense and and that was the decision that we came to and you know and when you move a, a top end player like a mason mctavish uh you know you're going to get some good young players back as well as some draft picks and and so we utilized those young players to uh, add some some more veteran players and then we utilized the draft picks in such a way that we didn't necessarily use them for selection but we we pushed them down the road so that we could use them for trades. So, um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, or the casual fan may not uh, uh, completely understand some of the, the behind the scenes things that have to go on, the planning, uh, knowing what you're going to need in order to acquire different players, uh, knowing what you need to do in order to make sure you have the assets that you're going to need in order to, to make the moves that you want. But, Certainly the job of the general manager is to, I always say, to keep a, you have to keep an eye on the here and now, but you also have to keep an eye on the future. And, and sometimes they conflict, and that's where you need the uh, strong support from your coaches and, and ownership and, and other members of the hockey operations to make sure we're all on the same page and we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. We want to win a championship. Uh, you know, it's not possible to do that each and every year. But when it is possible, uh, you want to make sure you're in a position to to be able to compete for it. Hmm. So, so if you're in a top four spot going into the trade deadline, you're going to keep Owen or what? 
Um, you know what? Right now, we don't have any plans on moving anybody. Um, you know, we, we, we like the group that we have. And um, as you move yeah. forward, um, you know, the old saying is, oh, uh, never say never. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was traded, and, and that's good enough for me to say that it's possible that anybody uh, would potentially yeah. be, be moved. But, you know, our focus right now is on the group we have here. Uh, despite, you know, losing so many players to graduation, uh, six games yeah. in, you know, we feel we're off to a, a pretty decent start. Um, and it, but each and every game is a challenge. We know that, you know, we're the reigning OHL champions. So every time, uh, the puck drop, uh, the opponent is, is keen on knocking us off our perch. Um, so our players, our coaches, everybody in the organization, we have to be ready to go each and every night. And so far we have, uh, but we certainly know there's going to be lots of challenges, um, as we move forward and, and we'll just take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I a just, good, it, like you said, it's, it's a good start to the season, right? Four and two in six games. And you got a guy like Jax Dubois who got 10 points in six games already. So that's always a good thing, but having won the OHL championship, having gone to the Mem cup, obviously not complete completing the mission, but that experience alone, how much you think that could help for moving forward this season? Well, it helps a whole pile. You know, we've got some some veteran guys that now uh, can say that they've been there, they've done that, um, so they can help utilize their experience uh, for other players. Some of the other younger players on last year's team have now moved up. Uh, they were there. Uh, in some cases, they would have been in games. In other cases, they would have been watching from the stands. And now each of those uh, groups of players – have a, a little different role and, and they can lean on the experience that they observed firsthand from a long playoff run uh, from, uh, you know, attending the Memorial cup, uh, what has to take place behind the scenes in order to have success. Uh, they also have a, a true appreciation that you need contributions from everybody in the lineup. Uh, even those players that aren't in the lineup, you need uh, contributions from everybody in order to have success. And, and that's one thing that the players uh, on our group right now, uh, they were, you know, involved in that uh, firsthand. And, and also, they also know, uh, you know, what they need to do to help bring along some of the other younger players. And that's valuable as well. So, uh, so far, so good here. Um, Again, the players, they, uh, they came back with a great attitude of, of not wanting to to be the team that, you know, won a championship and then disappeared the following year. Uh, they came back with the idea, we want to show everybody why we are uh, reigning OHL champions. You um, you named a captain, uh, but didn't name assistant captains. Can you maybe explain a bit? I guess uh, you have some guys still, uh, maybe overage guys, you got to get sorted out and no one back coming back after the season, you know, after your regular season started. So you weren't probably 100% certain on that happening. So um, maybe uh, can we expect to see Owen uh, wearing an A perhaps? Well, you know what? Owen's a, a terrific uh, young player, uh, both on and off the ice, a uh, hardworking player. So he's a great example of, uh, you know, what a young player needs to do uh, in order to be his best within the team concept. Obviously, he's got the experience of playing at the World Junior uh, Tournament and, and winning gold. He's, he's obviously got the experience now of not only being to an NHL camp, uh, development camp, training camp, some preseason games, but 
fortunate enough to have actually played in a regular season NHL game. So he brings a lot of experience to our group as far as, you know, what you need to do in order to, to play at the next level. And, and he, he's definitely one of the, the players that, you know, is looked upon as a leader. When we were making some of the decisions as we prepared for the upcoming uh, season and the current season, uh, the one player that, um, you know, in our opinion, you know, without a doubt is, is kind of the, the player that's uh, viewed as, as a real strong leader uh, among the leaders that we have was Donovan McCoy. And, and knowing what his situation was and being situated here, we felt uh, at the end of the day, he was, he was likely to be our captain. Uh, no matter what happened as far as players coming back or not coming back. So we named him the captain with the idea that we still have a little bit of uh, tinkering to do with the roster, not knowing who could come back, um, you know, whether it be overage or or just come back from some of the NHL camps. And, and so uh, we've taken the approach that we'll let things settle here and then at the appropriate time we'll make the announcement of, about formally naming some assistant captains but to this point, each and every player on the team has, has shown a tremendous amount of leadership uh, in their own rights. And, uh, you know, a lot of the players, they don't necessarily have to have a letter on their, their jersey uh, to be regarded as, a, as, as one of the, the leaders of our group. And, and so far, they've all taken that approach and, and done a terrific job. The, um, now... I was talking with Al, Al Latang uh, about a month back, and he he told me that he, you know, it was his understanding that they they had landed Owen Beck at the trade deadline last year, and then he ended up uh, ended up just going up the road from where where he hails from in Peterborough. I don't know if that was the deciding factor for him or not, but maybe uh, just it, it, whatever you can reveal about just. Uh, how difficult it was to land uh, Owen last year with every with several suitors after him. Well, when you have a player of of Owen's caliber uh, and ability, um, you know every team in the league is going to want to have him as as part of their organization, no doubt about it. And in order to make that happen, though, as I mentioned earlier, you got to give up uh, some talented players and assets in order to do that. And and um, you know over the course of the season, uh, you know prior to Christmas lots of discussions with lots of different teams about players that we would have interest in and, and uh, each year. Uh, and again, right now, you know, we look at, at the rosters of other players, uh, other teams, sorry, and, and identify some players that, Hey, if we had an opportunity to add that player to our mix, how would it, how would it help us? And, and how would it improve our, our, our group? And, and Owen was one of those players that we had identified and, and uh, leading up to Christmas, um, certainly I had expressed an interest to the, the folks in Mississauga that if, if Owen became available, we would we would have some serious interest in him. And and I would you know completely understand the type of uh, assets, both uh, player wise and draft picks that I would have to give up in order to to make that a fit. And and after a lot of, you know, long uh, deliberations here and, and lots of lengthy discussions with the folks in Mississauga. Uh, we were able to provide a, a package of players and picks that uh, Mississauga was comfortable with, um, and so it was uh, it was great to add Owen to to our group at that point, uh, along with a couple of other players, and and certainly Owen was was probably one of the more uh, well known names, uh, but we added some other players too 
um, mm-hmm. a couple of guys from Hamilton who had had, you know, championship pedigree, having played with the Bulldogs the year before, and Avery Hayes and, and Gavin White. And then uh, we also uh, acquired a fellow from the Saginaw Spirit that kind of, I think, flew under the radar, and Cam Govro. And Cam is a player that, uh, no-nonsense defenseman that, you know, really helped uh, secure a, uh, physical presence on the back end and, and some depth. And uh, if you're going to take a long run uh, in the playoffs, you need depth. And as I mentioned, you need contributions from all uh, aspects of the roster. And, and uh, those players that we added did just that. Right. And um, Owen, um, I mean, you brought him in. He's uh, pretty heralded. He almost made the Canadians in training camp mm-hmm. the previous year. Uh, you know, early second round pick, he gets brought in and I, you know, he, he gets asked to uh, center the second line. Um, now did he, uh, how did he, you know, was, did he buy in from that right from day one or was he, I mean, the team didn't really gel right away. And I don't know if, you know, it took him a little while to, to adjust to the fact that, Hey, you know, uh, why am I playing behind a guy picked in the mid rounds, um, you know, uh, at center? Uh, I, like, it just seemed like the team took a while to gel. And I don't know, was did that have anything to do with maybe Owen having to accept his role? Or was he was he pretty, uh, pretty well on board right from day one? No, Owen was on board right from day one. I mean, and, and all the players were, um, when you make some of the, the changes that we made, and again, keep in mind, you know, we had we had four or five players going out and four or five sure. players coming in. It takes a chance. It takes um, just the daily routines are different for each of those players. So it takes time to adjust. It takes time to adjust to, you know, off the ice, uh, new surroundings, new routines for practice times, new workout routines, um, you know, new pregame, uh, postgame routines, a uh, lot of change. And, and it does take time to, to gel and, and, and come together. And uh, with regards to the makeup of our lineup, you know, in all honesty, more often than not, it's the media and it's, it's maybe uh, friends and family and, and, and players that label, you know, lines one, two, three, four, or, or defense pairings, sure. you know, one, two, three. And I, and I think, you know, teams, general managers and coaches, um, you know, they look at it as, as a collective unit and not necessarily lines one or lines two, uh, three or four. We, we look at it from the standpoint of which three players are going to play the best together, which three players, you know, have skills that complement one another the best. And, you know, when you're playing an opponent, uh, which of the players and, and which of the lines are going to be uh, most likely to a have success against the opponent or b keep the opponent at bay? And uh, each and every game, each and every series is a is a little different, a little unique. And so, um, you know, we we felt that you know from from you know lines one through four, uh, each and every night, uh, you know, we were comfortable with with the group we had uh, and the defense pairings. Uh, same and, and same in net. You know, we were confident in our group as a whole and knew that, uh, hey, it's it's going to, we'll find our way. Uh, you know, for sometimes, uh, some teams, it just takes a little bit longer. And that was the case with us. Uh, but we, we were real confident that we were going to be able to hit our stride. And, 
and uh, you know, not know if we were going to win a championship, but we felt we'd give ourselves, you know, an opportunity to do that. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Beck played with uh, Stillman quite a bit and the, the, you know, you must've been coach was comfortable having those guys match up against top lines on the other teams because of their two way uh, physical play. Right. And it really, I think it really came through in the playoffs when uh, those guys really shone when it came to, uh, to um, shutting down other teams, top lines. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, I think our, our philosophy here is, you know, we want to, we want to take care of our own end first, uh, you know, makes, you know, be strong in our own end, move the puck up the ice, um, you know, be responsible in all three zones and, and also make sure that, you know, we're physically uh, uh, wearing other teams down. Um, you know, our rink is, you know, a little bit smaller than the traditional ice surface. Uh, so there's less room to, to make plays. And if we can use uh, our size and strength to, to our advantage in, in our home rink, uh, that'll give us a chance right away. And then, uh, knowing that you're wearing down the opposition, uh, especially as series go uh, deeper and longer, uh, that, you know, it's going to be to our advantage to to make sure that, you know, we we play the system, stick with the system, and make sure we have faith and trust in everybody, whether you're in the lineup or whether you're in the stands. And, and as we noted, uh, you know, in the, in the deciding game, unfortunately, you know, Owen Beck, for instance, uh, you know, he'd, he'd – uh, uh, been suspended and and so we had to to get into that game without Owen and that's right yeah um, but we did have some other players that were in the wings uh, you know ready to jump in and, and fill his spot and as much as Owen wanted to be in the lineup that game like everybody would um, you know he was right there cheering the guys on uh, from the the opening face off until the the time we were out on the ice and and be able to to lift up the uh, OHL championship trophy. Yeah, we lost Shane there. Uh, looked like he'd fallen asleep at, at one point, but I, I, I've been I've been informed that uh, his computer froze. So we put the uh, uh, we put the Peterborough freeze on him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, uh, Owen, uh, I noticed the other night, you, your team had sixty faceoffs, and he took thirty-one of them. So uh, I, I'm going to presume that he's going to be relied upon to be uh, a pretty bit pretty. Oh pivotal uh centerman on your team this year that takes uh all of the important draws yeah absolutely you know um you know i mentioned earlier about being strong up the middle is key and 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 part of the reason that's key is you know the face-offs you want to start with the puck and if you're starting with the puck um you know in your own end it means there's you know less chance of having a scoring chance against and if you're starting with the puck in the opposition end then there's you know more of a chance you're going to get a scoring chance uh, for yourself. And, and so one of the things that uh, really attracted us to Owen was the fact that he was so strong on the face-off circle um, that, you know, that's so key in today's game is, is starting with the puck and puck possession. And, and certainly that's something I know that uh, he takes a lot of pride in. And I know it's something that our coaches and our team uh, really focuses in on. And, and so uh, when, when you have a player that can do those things, uh, you know, boy, it sure uh, it sure doesn't uh, uh, phase you if you have to take an icing and, and know that you know uh, you know you're going to have somebody out there that you know more likely than not you know we're going to retain possession of the puck. 
Yeah, well, he's a, he's a great faceoff man, and uh, uh, the Canadians can use that down the road. Uh, speaking of which, what do you, um, you, you know, having seen him close up last year and and the start of this year, what do you, what would you uh, project? I mean, being a, as a former scout too, uh, what would you project his NHL upside to be? Do you think? I think Owen is the type of player that's going to be a, a real dependable two-way, 200-foot player, uh, somebody that can really potentially play in all situations depending on what the makeup of the roster is, um, somebody that can move up and down a lineup, um, uh, can be counted on in all three zones. And and I, th- I think the word that you know comes to mind is, is versatility. And, mm-hmm. and if you're a general manager, uh, one of the things that you really enjoy – uh, having is having a a player or players uh, within your team that can be versatile, um, you know, so that, uh, hey, if there's an injury here, or an injury there, um, you know, maybe this player can step in and fill the void. Um, or if someone's struggling, uh, you know, you got a particular player that can, you know, eat some minutes up in a different aspect of the game that maybe uh, isn't being used uh presently and and so the one thing i think with owen the fact that he's so strong on on uh face-offs uh the fact that you know he's he's physically strong uh, he's uh you know got a real solid frame on him yeah and and if and in in good iq uh that he's somebody that can you know play in a lot of different situations based on the needs of of the team and that particular whether it be season or, or whether it be that particular game. So fair to say that uh, if you, if you said that a uh, middle line center potential, that that wouldn't be far off for you. No, I, I think that uh, that's a, that's a pretty accurate statement. And, and, you know, that's the type of player that, you know, can move up and move down and, and not really, uh, you know, you're not going to feel the, the effects of it either way. He is so good on faceoffs. Do you? Um, Montreal's got a got some good. You know, I mean, Kirby Doc obviously got hurt. They've got Suzuki. They have some other centers. Uh, Oliver Kapman's a really good prospect who uh, might actually fight with uh, Owen for uh, you know uh, a middle line center spot down the road. Now, could you see him, despite being so good on faceoffs, playing on the wing even uh, at the pro level? Yeah, I think that's a possibility, um, you know, but having said that, I, I mean, I think in today's game, um, you know, the positions are more or less, you know, F1, F2, F3, and, and that's the way uh, yeah. strategies uh, and systems are, are utilized. And and at the end of the day, the center is really only the center for the face-off. And when, yeah. you, do, when you do have somebody that uh, is as proficient in that area of the game as, as someone like Owen, um, you know, I, I would think that, you know, down the road, they're going to want to make sure they utilize that skill and that asset that he brings to the group, Um, you know, either in the, in the primary position or, or the secondary, you know, he might be that, that second forward that's put out on a face-off knowing that if the first guy gets kicked out, that's right. uh, They're really not going to miss a beat with having to have Owen go in and and take the face-off. I don't think, and I mean, we see it with the dock injury. You can't have too many centers in the lineup. They can always play on the, they can always play on the wing and uh, be interchanged, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's, and I think that's one of the strengths that Owen brings. Uh, again, I use the word versatility. 
Um, yeah. I think that he would bring that versatility uh, to the next level. How how far away do you think he is? Do you think he can uh, perhaps rest a uh, an NHL spot next year? Well, I know that um, you know with each organization, um, you know the dynamics of of the roster, the salary cap, uh, you know where they're strong, uh, where they have some openings, changes from from team to team, but. Certainly, uh, Owen has already demonstrated that he's a legitimate NHL prospect. Uh, I mean, he's played, as we mentioned, uh, in the game last year. And, and knowing that he's going to have a chance to, to be a key player this year again uh, in the OHL, be a key player, I would presume, uh, somebody that you know Hockey Canada is going to be counting on to be a member of the, the World Junior Team uh, at this upcoming uh, 2024 World Junior Championships. Um, you know, those additional experiences are only going to help make him a better uh, player. And I, I know Owen in, in his competitive nature, uh, he'll he'll prepare, uh, you know, as he did this year, heading into into his NHL camp to to be a full time player at the NHL level with the with the Hobbs. Um, and, and so uh, he's got an opportunity this season to continue to hone his craft and and improve and, and improve in the areas that uh, you need to make sure are, uh, you know, efficient, effective. And uh, so that when he does have the opportunity to earn that full-time spot uh, in the NHL, you know, he can uh, make the, the transition uh, as seamless as possible. Nice to have you back, Shane. Nice to be back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the um, issues are a part of the business. We yeah. just roll with them. <laughs> the uh, just one lot final question. I I presume that you are uh, you were expecting uh, Owen to to be part of the uh, World Junior team right from day one this this upcoming uh, World Juniors. Yeah, I, I would assume so. I mean, I think last year. I mean, I think it was a a group that you know they had to make some difficult decisions at the end, and, and uh, Owen wasn't included initially, and then. When they had some injuries, uh, you know, he was the first call and on the on the flight out the next morning. And and I think he played an integral part. Again, somebody that came in a little bit late, but did so and, and was able to, to jump in uh, rather seamless. Uh, I would anticipate again this year that Owen will, will be somebody that Hockey Canada will be counting on uh, being, you know, not only a member of the, the team, but somebody that they're going to be expecting some key contributions from. And when I say key contributions, you know, it doesn't always necessarily mean you you, you got to fill the net. Um, we've already talked about the importance of face-offs, uh, the importance of strong defensive zone play. I think that Owen has the opportunity to contribute to a team in many different ways. And I know that uh, Alan Latang and, and the coaching staff uh, will make sure that, uh, you know, they have players that, uh, you know, are able to best utilize the skills for the, the collective good of the team and, and Owen is somebody that I'm sure will get consideration for, for a number of different uh, roles within the hockey club. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on Mike and uh, you, you've spoken eloquently about many subjects and I really appreciate it. Well, it was uh, nice being with you, Grant, uh, Shane, nice for you to, to drop in here just as we wrap <laughs> things up. And uh, um, I don't know if it's just, uh, I, I mentioned, uh, uh, while you were on vacation there that uh, maybe we put the Peterborough freeze on you or something, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure uh, joining you guys. And yeah. 
uh, look forward to seeing you guys at the rink down the road. Best, right. best of luck the rest of the way, Mike. Yes, thanks, thanks guys. for coming on, Mike. Thank Appreciate you. you. All right. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thank you for being patient with me. Uh, again, <laughs> a little uh, uh, improvisation there by Grant. So thank you for taking the helm while I was out trying no to fix my, my little issues here. My computer decided to die. Um, and I revived it. So we're back. We are back. But uh, thank you for tuning in, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, tell the algorithm that you like this channel. And we like you back. So you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's a two-way street here. Go follow us on our socials at uh, NHL Draft Pod on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And obviously, don't forget to subscribe to recruits.ca. There's something for everybody there, whether you're a Habs fan or just a hockey fan looking to get some information about the upcoming draft. Grant has some fantastic stuff on recruits.ca. So don't forget to go check that out. Grant, as always, thank you for joining me. Thank you to Mike Oak and best of luck to the Peterborough Peets this season. And we will see you all next Wednesday. Take care. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.